Hey y'all, this is Mallory Irvin and it's time for all of us to live fully. It's so important in this crazy world of ours that we stay connected, inspired, and motivated to be and do our best. And that's not always easy. I'm here with my guests and friends to share the stories and lessons we've learned to help you live your best life every day and truly begin living fully. Let's make it happen and get started with today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am thrilled to bring you a light in the space of social media and a friend of mine, Maddie Nelson is an online blogger, but I call her so much more than a blogger. She shares her real life like we do over here in our corner of the world, but she shines such a light while doing that. She also has this really, really amazing online website called Shop Tallula that is just crushing it. In a couple of years, she's now got 26 employees uh, working for her, including her entire family, who up and moved to Texas where they live now. She's just got this really amazing story of saying no to certain things in life and then saying yes to certain things in life and choosing this beautiful life that she has now from making some really hard choices and to really like listening to the voice of God. So thank you so much to Maddie Nelson for being here with me today and get ready for a great episode. I am so thrilled to be bringing you guys a guest that is going to shine a big light into your life today. And that is Maddie Nelson. So first off, hi, Maddie. Hi, Maddie. (laughs) If you guys are on Instagram, you need to go right now and check out her profile. She is such a light and has literally the most amazing story about starting this and growing this in like one of the most just insane series of events. And her story is really cool too, because it just shows how if you can give God a little space to be faithful, it's really cool what can happen in your life. She said a bunch of hard no's, a bunch of hard yeses, and she's like created this incredible life. So we're going to talk about a lot of things today. Um, But I just want to welcome you, Maddie. And, um, yeah, thank you so much. I, I've known Maddie for a couple of years now, just like you feel like you're friends with people through the internet, but we like really are friends now. And it's just, it's really cool when people match up with their online personas, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and you really do. Back at you. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Just kind of like where you live, how long you've been married, couple kids, your businesses. Um, I want you to introduce that part of your life. So, okay. hi friends, if you're listening, hi. You might know me from Instagram. Hey, Maddie Nelson. So, my husband and I. His name is David. He's the best man. I like Kyle. Mm-hmm. Best husband, like best dad. We've been married for three years now. Have two little babies, a two-year-old and an almost one-year-old. And we started our business, Tallulah, almost two years ago. We'll be celebrating two years in October. So we just kind of like got married, got the ball rolling, and basically put everything else to the side and just let God move in our lives and in our marriage and in our family. And 
it's been a whirlwind. You know, Mallory, we kind of have the same story. (laughs) We have the same story. That's what's really cool. So literally Maddie and I got married basically the same week, had our first child the same week, had our second child the same week. We're really like on track. So let me know when you're going to have the next one and I'll have the next. We'll make sure we're aligned on that. But it's, uh, you know, what's really cool about just your story and your journey is like, you know, the whole message of, of living fully and the whole reason I do this podcast and Maddie listens to the podcast, which is so sweet. Yeah. I always love when love people it. tell me that, but it's all about like choosing your life and choosing a life that's a lot more elevated than baseline cruise control. I'm just fine yeah. type of living. And whenever I was talking to you, like prepping for this podcast, I didn't even know how real that choosing a different life and making those hard decisions was in your life. And in three years, look at what you've created. You have a business with 26 employees. You've hired your entire family on. You are one of the, don't ever like look at numbers of followers because Maddie Nelson, she is number one in the game right now. She is number one in the game over people with like 5 million followers. No, I know. I know this from from facts. Okay. So you are just like crushing it in business and in Uh, life, but it's because you, you made some really hard decisions in life. So we've got to talk about this story. So, okay. So Maddie, the first decision that she made that like when we were talking, I was like, that's really cool. So you're going to college and you're like, I want to be an art therapist. I'm going to study psychology and I'm going to study, what was your other major that you were? Studio art. Painting naked all day. So, yes. So you're creative. So you're like, but then all of a sudden you have this first like twinge that Mm -hmm. uh, I'm supposed to be doing something else. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then tell us what happened because a lot of people listening to this are probably like, I'm having the twinge. And we're going to talk a lot about twinges today. Yeah, there is. There's that itch. There's that calling inside of you. That's like, there's something more out there. Mm -hmm. So I'm in college. It's my sophomore year actually. And I had always nannied, babysat, whatever. So this actress and her husband moved to Charlotte where I'm from. And I'm like, I should be their nanny. They need a nanny. I should be their nanny. My mom's like, you're going to be their nanny. Let's, you know, let's write them a letter. You need to write them a letter. So (laughs) I wrote them a handwritten letter, sent them in my resume. (laughs) I love that. I didn't know the letter part of the story. Okay. The mail, you know, Good old UPS, UPS. I didn't hear back from them for about a month. And then all of a sudden, my emails, I'm in college in my apartment, and I get an email from them saying, this is really weird, but we'd like to meet you. (gasps) Finished school. So that was like in May, finished out the year, moved to California with them that summer without knowing them anything. Wow. Three little girls, lived with them for about four months, and then went back to school in the fall. And I just knew, and and they offered me the job, you know, to stay. And I knew in my heart always like that there was something bigger than college for me. So I was going back and forth on the weekends to work with them. And then I just, you know, I was like, it's time. I'm, I'm ready to leave school. Like this isn't for me. There's something else out there. So dropped out of school, said yes to the job full time. And about a month later is when my dad was diagnosed with cancer for the first time. Wow. So I had moved back home and was able to be there with my parents and my brother and my dad and wow. all. And then anyways, for like the next five years, I was back and forth from LA 
in Charlotte. So North Carolina, California. So you're moving with this family. So you're mm-hmm. like back coastal, back and forth. Yep, but yep. what like a, that's the first thing of like, yeah. most people Dropping would be like, like no, yeah. yeah, and you, you were halfway through. Like yeah. most people would be like, oh, I can't do that. I can't. Yeah, like right. Nowadays, I feel like it's more normal, but like not mm-hmm. when we were in college, like it wasn't, people didn't really drop out like no. as, as much. So, and then it's like, gosh, did I waste all that time? But like, you were climbing the wrong mountain. Like, yes. you know, you felt, and then how not amazing, but how amazing that you were there, like for your family. Cause I know you're like me and that mm-hmm. you're such a family person with everything. And I yeah. mean, wow. For you to get the answer of like the reason why you made that decision a month later. That's, right. that's and that was, that was my prayer the whole time. Like, just please just keep opening these, these doors. If this is what you want me to do, just keep opening the doors and closing the right ones. Yeah. And- Right, you know, and that's and, just what happened yeah. every day. A little door would open or a little whisper, and it just it's and it, it just perfect. turned into what it is now. Okay, so you're back coastal, back okay. and forth, and your dad yeah. is still here today because we we get to see him on Instagram, the best yeah, grandpa Papa, to East and you're I love seeing your family in the background of all your stories. It's such a blessing to be around family all the time. I get messages all the time on my account, like, Oh, you're so lucky. And I know, I know I'm, it's a, it's a real blessing. It's something I'm trying to create in my life. I know something that you're trying to create in your life with your kids too. So you're going back and forth with this family and you're just, you're working and you've chosen this and okay. So then tell me the next, because this is another big decision because you were happy with this family, right? Oh my gosh. They were my life. The girls were the loves of my life you know, day and night I was with them. So I was, it was the summer I was in California and we were laughing about this yesterday on our call, but in California, you know, there is a huge homeless population, huge. So I had my little apartment in Santa Monica and there are tons of homeless people in Santa Monica. And I always would walk out of my apartment and talk to them. So I had, (laughs) we are so the same. (laughs) So I had a few friends, some of my homeless friends. Uh-huh. A couple actually asked me to go to church with them that weekend. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to church with them. So ended up going to church with this couple. And it was a really cool church, like underground and whatever. And I'm sitting there and I just had this feeling because I always knew that I wanted to do some type of mission. Like I didn't know where it was going to be, what it was going to be. But I knew that my my heart was called overseas. <laughs> God's like, I want you to go to Haiti. I, you know, I need you to go to Haiti. I need you just to trust me on this. And I'm like, this is crazy. I'm in California right now. Like, like, did you have any connection to Haiti at all? Or you just heard that? Was it like a voice? Like you just felt it so strong, so strong, so strong. It was like during a worship that morning in church. Wow. So I start researching Haiti. I'm like, okay, this is so weird. You know, I know there's orphans in Haiti and there's, there had been an earthquake in Haiti and all this stuff, but I didn't really know much about it. Mm-hmm. So I start applying as an intern to all these organizations and they just keep turning me down. They're like, you've never been here. Why do you want to intern? Why do you want to do that? You're like, God told me, yes. please hire me. Please hire me. I just want to go in the summer. So it's like a year of no's for me. And I'm still nannying at this point. And I actually went on a date with a guy that through, this was during that year. And on our first date, I'm like, this is not, you know, I'm not going to date you because I'm moving to Haiti. And he's like, you're crazy. Why don't you tell you never even been <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. I'm moving to Haiti. This, is, this can't be anything. So 
through that year, I actually found my, my now husband, David's organization. And he started a nonprofit in Haiti doing orphan care. And I emailed the organization, not even him. And they were like, come on, we'd love to have you. What? <laughs> I mean, how? Okay. So, so in this year of no's, so you're like, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, I feel called to do this. And then when they get one no, two no, three no's, they're like, okay, God, well, you didn't help me yeah. out. Okay. I'm oh, gonna I remember else. just like crying to my mom. Like I know in my heart, I'm supposed to be somewhere else. And I would follow, this was like back when Instagram, like before influencers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would follow girls that lived in Haiti. And like, I saw the life that I was supposed to be living. And I was like, I don't know why God keeps telling me, no, like this is something good I'm doing for him. Why won't he let it happen? (sighs) And I would just cry. And I knew in my heart, like I loved the girls that I was nannying for, but it was time to move on. Like I needed to create my life. So that I went to Haiti. So anyways, I packed up my bags. I basically left my job and just said like, I have to do this for me. It was the hardest decision. Mm leaving those three girls. How long had you been with that family? (sighs) Over five years. Wow. Yeah. So I packed up my bags, literally two duffel bags and moved to Haiti for the summer. And I just thought it would be a summer. It was the greatest summer of my life. Like the biggest changes happened. Then I just saw God moving every minute of every day. It was one of those, like, like a Disney movie, like there's sparkles. You know, <laughs> yes. Oh, I know. I've like had to, I've had those moments. I know exactly yeah. what you're saying, and it's like, it's all the stars aligned kind yes. of thing. So you're and you're yes. down there, and like, I mean, this, this is grind. Like I'm taking bucket showers, Mallory. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's no AC. It's it is what it is. You're in a hundred degree heat, and it was the greatest joy I had ever felt. Mm. And I just, I think it was just because I was like, I was willing to say yes. And I was all in, there was nothing holding me back. Yeah. And it's all such a timing thing too, because Mm -hmm. all those no's. So what, how many no's do you think you got like of that year and like kept persistent? Four no's. No, 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 no. So like, I mean, a lot of people, that's when they would have been like, okay, God's telling me something else, but you just felt so strong. And how amazing. Okay, so David, who is her husband, who is, he's always in the background of, of stories and everything and just seems like this wonderful man. And and David played in the NFL for three different teams. Who was it? The Steelers and the? Bills and the Jets. Bills and the Jets. Mm-hmm. And he had gotten injured, correct? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Okay. So, yeah. Wait, no, no. You had gone down there the first time and you were dating the boy that, or the guy yeah. that you had gone on the day with that you were like, eh. Whatever. You've been dating him for like seven or so months. That's the first summer that you went down there. And this is when this, this is when the next, yes. Okay. Here's (laughs) what I like about this story because it shows how you can choose again when you say yes to the wrong thing. So, okay. So you've gone to Haiti. This is this big, yes, you've waited. You're like in this God aligned place and then you're down there. And please tell this part of the story because this is a really amazing piece. And this is really going to speak to a lot of listeners who feel like they're in something right now that is not right. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm in Haiti and keep in mind, I am just feeling like on top of the world. This is where I'm supposed to be. There's no doubt in my mind. And I have this moment one night where I'm just like, I feel like I need to make this hard decision of whether I'm going to continue dating this guy 
and go back home at some point, or I'm going to listen to this calling inside of my heart and stay. Because there was a position for me to stay there if I had wanted, if I wanted to. The next day I wake up and my best friend who was living there was acting so funny. And I'm like, what is happening? And all of a sudden, the guy who I was dating at the time, it has shown up and surprised me in Haiti with on his knee with a ring in front of a team that we had visiting. So, (laughs) and like, and we talked about this on the phone and I've talked Mm -hmm. about it on the podcast when someone's there down mm-hmm. on their knees, especially Hi. in front of a lot of people. And you're, I mean, what do you say? You got to say yes. <laughs> like in, in a third world country. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I, in that moment, and we talked about this yesterday, just like, what did that feel like? And you imagine your whole life, what this proposal is going to be like, you know, what this yeah. first proposal of the love of your life is mm-hmm. going to feel like. And there's tears and you're, there's joy and you're so happy. And it was like a pit in my stomach. Mm. Cause you knew it wasn't right. I knew it wasn't right. And I knew that that wasn't what God had planned for me. But in that moment, it's like, well, you, you let him fly here, God. So I guess. This is- yes. That's a very good point. Like, yeah. Like, like God, why didn't you, why didn't you stop that? Right. Right. Like he could have been late for his fight or anything. Like, like maybe it was meant to be. That's what you're thinking in your head. And like, maybe this is just what it feels like, but it's not. Yes. And that is what I kept telling myself. Mm. Maybe this is just what it feels like. So anyways, here I am engaged in Haiti. (laughs) I fly back to the States a few weeks later to live out this magical engaged life. It's not magical and it's not wedding planning and it's not trying on dresses and all the things that you think are going to happen in that engagement period. But like you said, I'm just thinking, well, maybe this is just what it feels like. Yeah. So it takes me a couple of months and a couple of really hard, really hard months mm. to realize, okay, I, I have the choice right now. And, you know, a lot of my family had a huge part to play in that. My friends, there were some interventions. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone around you could also see, right, that this mm-hmm. wasn't right, which mm-hmm. makes it easier sometimes. It makes it easier and harder It makes it easier when you're like you probably, and you kind of know that everybody around you is like kind of seeing it too, but sometimes people have to make a choice and the people around them don't see that. And they have to make a really hard choice and disappoint like everyone. Yep. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to be in that place where I didn't feel like I was disappointing anybody. I know girls who get in so deep to where their, their parents had paid for the venue and they have a dress and they're, they still there's too much guilt there to say no, yeah. to turn around. Yeah. And I just, I want girls to know that it's not too late. Mm. It really, it really Be- isn't. Because it is, that's one of the most important decisions that you make yeah. in your life. And yeah. that is something that determines it. Uh, yeah. It's, it's probably the most important. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it's, it's so, it's so an indicator of like daily happiness, not in a codependent, like if you're happy, I'm happy way, but like, that's a person that's going to be the parent, the other parent to your children. That's mm-hmm. going to be in your space every day. That's going to be your encourager or your discourager. Like mm-hmm. that, that person will influence you greater than anyone on earth will influence you. And people yeah. choose the wrong people all the time. All the time. Yeah. Cause, uh-huh. cause I feel guilty. Like, yeah. yeah. So that's why this is such a beautiful thing because, cause the, the, the moral of your story here, like 
you you said no in a in a Starbucks in a Target. <laughs> you know. So here you go, my brother. It it was like the day before my brother came to my apartment and he sat down on the couch and he was like, Maddie. And if you guys know, my brother is, you know, one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. He's like, Maddie, you are a shell of who you are. And this shell is going to get thicker and you are going to disappear. And that's so scary to me. And it, and it took my brother saying the hardest words I could possibly hear for me to be like, all right, this is it. So here I go in a Starbucks in a target. (laughs) Handing the ring back. Oh, I can't do this. And it was the hardest no ever. I mean, that's, that's the hardest no that you can do to somebody and you don't want to hurt people and you don't want to hurt. You don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. So that, like we talked about yesterday, that was probably one of the darkest periods of my life afterwards. And just like questioning everything. And had I made the right decision, had I made the wrong decision, was I going to be alone forever? And I was convinced that I was going to be alone forever. I was convinced yeah. that I wasn't able to love. Mm-hmm. Like this was my fault. This was my problem, my burden to carry. So it was like, you know, so my mom had to come and stay with me and oh, sleep. I get it. Hey, I, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. And it's like, bringing the, me up in a bun. yeah, it's like literally like I can remember sometimes during breakups in my life where my sister would look at me and be like, I feel like you're going to make yourself get like a, a, an illness because you're so sad. Oh, sad. Sadness is a, is a dark, dark illness. Yeah, it, really it is. is. And a lot of people want to like numb out everything in sadness and right. not feel anything. And then they just arrive right back to the same person that they were before and they make yeah. a, the next wrong decision. Yeah. But like you can in that like dark pit of life you yep. can really build something really amazing upon like the rubble that your life has become. For sure. And you did that. I walked down the aisle to that. Yeah. You wow. make beautiful things out of the dust. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. I fully believe that. There's so much beauty and brokenness. And I feel like when our lives just break and shatter and it's just all crumbled up and you're like, what am I going to do with my life? And keep in mind, I had given up my job. Yeah. <laughs> Like there, my life was a mess. I had said no. I, you know, I gave a ring back, big, beautiful diamond ring. Yeah. <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> and I just, I was like, I, there, there's no going up from here. Mm. And my mom comes over to my apartment and this is, you know, this is, had been like a month or two of just sadness. Yeah. And she's like, get your butt up. You're going to Haiti. You're going back to Haiti. Wow. This is a happy place. You need to get up and you need to get going. So actually texted Dave. So it was David's organization. Mm-hmm. So I had texted him saying like, hey, is there a spot for me? You know, is there any way I can go back? I'll, I'll do anything. I'll clean toilet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to go back. And he was like, actually, yes, there is. So at that same moment, like at that same moment within, I don't know, Weeks of me giving the ring back, David was injured while playing football. And Mm. through his injury, basically gave up his NFL career. And he went to Haiti at the same time. So we were both flying to Haiti within the same week of each other without knowing that we were both, you know, going to be there at the same time and how all this happened. 
It took us a while. <laughs> <laughs> but then it didn't. <laughs> and, I, and I realized all of the things that I had been missing. And we fell madly in love pretty quickly. You know, that was a really weird season. And my journal entries are hilarious from that time because I went back to Haiti strictly to fix myself. I was like, I don't want any distractions. And I don't want, you know, in my journal, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I like him, but God, this is a distraction. So please just take it away. (laughs) And, And every day and every week and each month that we were together, it was just like, this is right. Mm. And this is it. And this is what I was missing. And we got, you know, we had the same sense of humor and there was no drama and and there was no insecurities in me. And I think that's such a huge thing is girls feel that it's normal to be in a relationship that, that makes you feel little. Mm. It isn't like you need to be with somebody who gives you your wings and wants mm, to. That's so, love, that's right? such, that's, that's an amazing statement right there. Yep. So I saw that. And, and at first, you know, and David was like, I want to, I want to pursue you. Would you let me? And I was like, don't read my journals. I read really about like, 10 months later, we were engaged. So wow. <laughs> 10 months later, you were engaged. A few months after that, you get married. A couple months after that, you get pregnant with your first child. And then now you've got in three years or so, this amazing husband, this, these amazing children, and a huge business that now everyone in your family, including your husband, works within. All because you said yes to hard things and no to hard things. All because like you listened to voices in stillness. And you, it's really hard, especially like when you're in the hard places. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard to listen then because you want to be like, well, I listened to you and now I'm here. Like, right? right? So. Yeah. I just love that part of your story because a lot of people probably come to your content and see you on Instagram and are like, gosh, this girl, she's just like yeah, oh, easy life. Like it's so easy. It's and it's like, no, no, like only a few years ago, right? like not a few years ago, longer than a few years ago, but like you were engaged to the wrong man, bawling, crying in your room with your mom, having to bring you Cinnabon, like thinking well, with no job. And and people forget those middle parts of the story. So that's why we've sp- I've spent a long time bringing this story to my listeners because a lot of listeners are in that middle part. And a, a lot of listeners think that the middle part is the bad part. And I can't even tell enough people from like stories like your stories like mine, that is where your life is born. Yes. That is where your business is born. And, and it's it's just... It's such a cool thing to like hear stories like this because then, and then also like, you know, d- like you said, David is such an encourager. So is Kyle, a very big asset to my business, but also like just me as a business woman, yeah. like in this space, like you don't have to be a business person to be a business woman. You can create right. a business from your life because of amazing tools like social media and yeah. blogs and mm-hmm. e-commerce. So. <laughs> So it's like, okay, so David is encouraging you because you paid for all your Haiti trips by selling your clothes on Instagram. And he's like, hey, if you can sell your clothes, you can sell like, we could, you can start an online boutique. So you started Tallulah. 
He started yeah. Tallulah. So David actually, he created, you know, the business LLC for me when we first got married. So this is before I found out I was pregnant with Easton, everything. I'm like, you are crazy. If you think I'm going to start a business, <laughs> I know nothing about businesses. We are no way. And he's like, I'm just going to create it just so that we can have it in our back pocket. Mm-hmm. Like I believe in this and I'm just going to put it out there. You know, we sat on that for what? A year and a half or so. And Easton was a few months old and I had my good old Maddie's clothes for sale. (laughs) (laughs) My my Instagram page where I sold all my forever 21 clothes. My mom, just like David, has always been a huge support in my life and a huge encourager. And every, every step, every chapter, she's been just supportive. You know, there's never been a yes I've said yes to that she's like, that's a little crazy, even though they are crazy. She's like, oh, yeah, I believe in you. Go for it. And I think having that is so important. So yes. important. Yes, it so is. With this one, you know, David had his first nine to five job. He had never worked a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. And when we got married, he was, my dad is, you know, it's like, you need to, you know, work and have a normal job and also <laughs> have a normal life. You know, and, you know, David and I, we were like, y'all we're like, you don't want a normal life. Yeah. We want it a little different. <laughs> a little different. And uh, so David gets this nine to five job doing medical sales and he hated it. Hated uh-huh. it. Every second. He drove an hour there, an hour back every day and he was miserable. I'm like, all right, we're doing, we're doing this. I want to do Tallulah. Let's go for it. We have a newborn baby that doesn't sleep, but it's fine. <laughs> We're going to do this. We had saved enough money, you know, to get us through a few months. And we started, he left his job and he's like, let's do this. I'm, I'm all in. Like, cause I called him, wow. he was in the car driving to work and I called him and I had been on a walk with Easton and he was just a couple months old. And I'm like, I want to do this, but I can't do it without you. Mm-hmm. Like we're either all, we're not doing it or we are all in. So you took a bit, he t- especially took a big yeah. leap of faith. Big leap of faith. And Another he's like, Another lesson in your journey. Yeah. And um, actually his mentor who married us, he said before our wedding, he was like, David, Maddie has a gift of discernment. And when God tells her something, I need you to listen and I need you to trust her. Wow. So when I called him, he was like, wow. Okay, Mike, I guess this is it. I think this is what you told me about. <laughs> so I, I just so I amazing. Here it's scary to hear that voice or to hear that calling or to hear it and even if it's not like an actual voice, it's not like God calls down and he says But it's like a feeling. But it's this gut earning feeling that's just won't stop turning. And it's hard to listen to that and to call on, you know, to live it out. Like it's it's really difficult. Yeah. But I think that's where the most beautiful moments come from. And we, and we said yesterday, like giving God room and space to be yeah. faithful. Yeah. And then doing the hard parts in your life. Everyone only wants easy. Everyone yeah. only wants smooth sailing. And I'll tell you what, you know, life's going to throw you things, but you, you can have smoothish sailing, but you choose a different life. You yeah. will not choose a life that is like rooted deeply in these rich relationships and that you feel like you took chances and you feel this abundant joy and just over the mm-hmm. top, like I created something big. Because if you choose, if you would have chosen to stay in that, relationship, your life would have looked totally different. Totally and different. Look at what you have created. So 
like, okay, so you, that was two years ago and now you employ 26 people. You've just moved into another warehouse space. So you started Tallulah, like in your parents' garage and you're like, or your yeah, parents' so living room in your garage. They so, did your shipping. Here like, are like some of the things we didn't, we didn't share much of it because honestly, I was slightly embarrassed of our hus- homemade hustle. Yeah. Like, but that's like the coolest thing. People love to see that. Yes. Um, so my parents lived in North Carolina still at the time. David and I are here in Texas. And we set up this photo studio in our garage. And my, my all of our inventory is being shipped to my parents' house because we didn't have space. We, we live in a rental. We don't have space for inventory here. Mm-hmm. And my parents' living room becomes our warehouse. They moved out their furniture, put in shelving. And my mom, my dad did all of our shipping for the first three months. Isn't that amazing how you make it work? Because so many people are like, I want to start a blog or an e-commerce store, or I want to do blank. And they're like, I need a new website and I've got to paint my walls and I have to get two employees. And you don't. You don't. The homemade hustle. I love the homemade hustle. That's such a cool word. I've never heard anyone say that. The homemade hustle. Because... You can create these things. You gotta make it work, Mallory. I learned how to set up our um, Shopify website via YouTube. I, David, and I did all of our own photos, and I still do to this day. We did all of our shipping, so awesome. All of our emails. We did all of our own customer service. Every single detail had our fingerprint on it from day one. And and I didn't want it any other way. I wanted to know how the tissue was being folded. You know, we could easily use like a drop ship or whatever, but I was like, no. If somebody gets the wrong item, I want it to be our fault and I want to be able to take care of it. So it, um, that's, that's, yeah, that, but that's amazing too, because like the back end pieces of your business and like the hustle and the sleepless nights. And I love it that you had a newborn baby during this time because he slept in the warehouse bathroom. That's just such an amazing story. It's such an amazing story. And you employ 26 people uh, of which are a ton of single moms and That's like, and then your, your whole family now works. Yeah. So yeah, my entire family. So we moved into a warehouse a few months afterwards. Cause we realized like, okay, this is, this it is, was big. This is, this is really, we're really doing this. This is happening. And it was just David and I for about the first month in that warehouse. And we, he was printing I the remember. orders. I remember the seeing orders. the stories. I was packing the orders at 4 a.m. Then we were like, okay, actually, we need to start hiring some people. Wow. <laughs> and my family all moved for us. They all moved their lives. My dad had a, a tennis academy, a business, and he left it. And my mom, yeah, my brother moved here. So it's really been like the most beautiful thing. And every day, David and I are like, how do we get to do this? But you know, it is, it's not easy learning how to work with a spouse, especially. No, no. you have to, I had only been married a year at this point. Yes. And you have to like, you have to figure it out and choose it. And it's just like the hard times that we talked about in our life. There will be hard times and things that you have to figure out and like separate roles that you need to figure out what you're good at, what I'm good at. And Mm -hmm. then, I mean, no team is, is absent of, of like, yeah, you know, arguments or figuring things out. It's like you're a team. So you've got to figure that out. But 
it's something that's worth it. Like, isn't it worth it? Like it's a homemade hustle within a marriage too. Sometimes you're like hustling to try and figure out, okay, how do we stay married? How do we be parents to a newborn? And how do we like put a handle on this huge growing business? It's, but you did it. How do we do all of this while staying married? Because that ain't changing. Uh 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 That ain't changing around that. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's key. Yeah. But it's so amazing because, and I love it that like a lot of this podcast has been this story because I'm a person that like, I love hearing people's stories and I love just seeing how people created the thing that we all see. Because everybody comes and they always see the fruits of all of our labor. And every once in a while, like you'll hear these people mention, oh yeah, well, it was tough. And I like really struggled. But I love sharing the ins and outs of like the yeses and the noes and the when you hear the calling and when you mm-hmm. pick yourself up and by your bootstraps. What it takes. What it, takes. it takes a lot. It, it takes a lot of really hard decisions. Have you ever seen that meme? I love it. I don't even know if it's a meme. It's a little instant image of a little boy holding a, a small bear. And then you see Jesus next to him holding a bigger bear behind his back. And he's Aww. like, but trust me. And the and the little boy's holding on to it. And he's like, but I love it. Oh. <laughs> it's, so, it's been so true in my life. Wow. And I think I think so many of us hold on to that tiny bear and we're just like, but I really love this and it's comfortable and it's easy and it's it's working right now. So why am I gonna give this to you? Mm-hmm. And oh, what a beautiful image. I yeah. was like, but just look at what I have for you. Yeah. I think both of our lives tell the story of just like giving that trust up and being blessed because of it, you know, letting go of the control and letting God move. Yeah. Because you've got a hand that you do have to hand that smaller life over and those smaller decisions and to receive the the bigger one, you can't hold both at the same time. And that's, I love that, that image. I, I now have to look that up and see it, but what a it's a, it's just a beautiful Testament to like what you can, do when you choose your life, when you choose a bigger life and mm-hmm. choosing a bigger life is not easy. There will always be hard times. And if you're a listener that's in the middle of one of those lows, it's going to sound weird for me to say this, but get excited because this is your opportunity to grab a hold to something really amazing and really great. For sure. And we talked about it yesterday and you said it in such a beautiful way, but like living fully, you know, what does that mean to you? I mean, your story speaks to what it means to you, but you know, if you had to describe like what you feel like it, it means to live a full life and living fully, what is, um, what is I that think, for you? Okay. So whenever I do like Q and A's or anything like that, a number one question, I, and it's a really difficult question for me to answer because it, it never wants to come off as like, life is perfect and sunshine and daisies. And I'm sure you do too. Like people always say, how do you always have such a positive attitude? Are you always in a good mood? Do you ever have hard days? And of course, everybody has hard days. I have hard weeks, hard months, hard, we've had hard years. But I think that living fully to me means choosing to find joy in it. Mm-hmm. Like you have that choice every single day. I promise I could wake up every day and get on Instagram and complain about not sleeping the night before. Mm-hmm. He was up at 3 a.m. last night. He's two and a half years old. <laughs> he should not be awake at 2 a.m. At 3 a.m. I could easily get on and complain, but I choose not to because it's it's the joy of my life to have children. So if I want to spend all day complaining about it, 
then they're not going to be the joys of my life. Mm -hmm. They're going to be the problems in my life. Yeah. So I feel like living fully just you have to choose to make the most of whatever is in front of you. Yeah. And to be okay with like, okay, yeah. you're tired today and he's not a yeah. great sleeper. And okay, that's the life that I was that handed. Is what it is. Yeah. And you, it's, it's really hard though, not to let those things bleed into every other aspect of your life. But right. then they, then you bring that into every other aspect of your life. And you're walking into the warehouse today and being like, I'm exhausted. And why is this child yeah. sleeping in? But choosing to try and be positive. And sometimes you may not be able to make yeah, it And sometimes, that. believe me, I have days where I'm like, oh, everybody's going to drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I me have <laughs> no sleep. Just don't try me today. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I have those days. Everybody does. Like, it's not just a fake it till you make it thing. Yeah. Like, you have to live in those hard moments too. But I think it's just, I think it's just trying your best to make the most of it. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful way to describe it. So last question, yeah. because it's something that I was watching your highlights and I see, I see you talk about this a lot. And I think it's a really cool thing because sometimes people think you have to have the perfect scenario to do great things, whether it's have a spiritual relationship or whether it's have, you know, a great marriage or whether it's be the perfect parent. And I, I really connect to you when you talk about how like, no, like there are seasons and sometimes you don't have the, the time for the quiet time Mm -hmm. to like Mm -hmm. get your head right, to say your prayers, to all this stuff, Mm -hmm. but how you exist. And I think this is how you stay so positive too, Mm -hmm. but because you have a constant spiritual connection, you're constantly allowing yourself to be guided and you're constantly giving room to, to God, to be faithful. Like we talked about in the beginning of this podcast. So how do you do that when you haven't slept and you've got to go to the warehouse and you got to podcast with me and you got to blah, 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 all of these things. How do you do that? Oh gosh, I don't. First of all, I okay, don't. That's the first part of it. That's the first part. And I've talked about this before on Instagram, but there are, there's seasons for everything in life, mm-hmm. whether that is like your husband and you having amazing one-on-one time and date nights and all of that. Like David and I had that and our season with that was short, but right now we're in a season of knowing like, Hey, we are trying to work really hard. We're trying to be amazing parents. And if we get a little date night in here, that's awesome. But if Mm -hmm. we don't, we know our love is there. Mm -hmm. And I think especially like with your relationship, whether it's spiritual or whatever that looks like for you in every moment or in every season, like right now I'm a, I'm a busy working mom. So I don't have time every morning to wake up, read my Bible, have my morning coffee and my morning devotion. And it just doesn't work like that. Maybe once a week, if that. And girls always ask me like, how do you find time to spend with Jesus? And it's like, I make time if I'm laundry, if I'm driving in my car, like I make that choice to put on worship music because I know this is 10 minutes that I have to worship and just to talk to God and to hear what he has to say. And even in, and I think that there are seasons in our life too, where like God speaks to you and he's talking to you and he's guiding you every step of the way. And then there are seasons where it's like, I haven't heard from God in a minute. <laughs> where you at, Gab? <laughs> you still have my phone number? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you just, you just have to keep trying. And I always say like, Talk to God like he's your friend. doesn't have to be so formal. I think that people try to make everything formal, whether it's starting with- Amen to that. Right? Whether it's being a great mom, like this perfect Instagram mom. And, you know, like today I cut Easton's sandwich with 
Mickey Mouse, but it's like, but I also opened a bag of muffins and put it in his yes. like, <laughs> like there is a balance in everything. There's yeah. seasons for everything in our life. And, and just like with a business, like it doesn't have to be so formal. You don't have to have 10 employees to start one. You don't have to have a million dollars in your bank. Like just go for it. Just I, I love that advice. Yeah. yeah. Everything people do, they they take everything so serious. Right. And so seriously. You don't want a serious life. So why are you no. going at everything serious? And no. you're right. I always say that too. Like everything is not formal. Everything is not you can weave a lot of things into your right. real life. Yeah. And that's really amazing advice. It's like you just fit it in where you can. Hey, yeah. God doesn't give up on us. So why the heck do we give up on him all the dang time? Like when we can't, oh, I can't hear you. Okay, I'm going to move on. Right. Like I'm just not going to try anymore. Like you don't right. play hard to get with God. Right. <laughs> so good. Oh, so that's, that's amazing advice and just such a testament to who you are. And you exude so much joy in a space where there's not always joy, where there's a lot of different stuff. But that is life. Like we, there there are always spots of darkness and spots of light yeah. and you got to focus I your attention that, on the light. I think that, yeah, I'd rather just, I'd rather be in the light. I'd rather mm-hmm. share the light. People yeah. have enough hard times in their own lives to get on Instagram and watch a bunch of my dark times and negative negativity. So it's like, just spread the love, spread the joy. Mm-hmm. Well, you certainly have spread a lot of love and joy and a heck of a lot of light to yeah all of these listeners today. And I just, I'm so grateful, Maddie, because I know that you're very busy and you're just no, not as busy as you. You are though. And you're such an example of so many things that I talk about in this podcast and living fully and a real life person, just showing what it means to live fully every day. So thank you so much for having this conversation. To me, Mallory, you always will be. You're so sweet. Well, thank you so much. If you guys want to check out my show notes, I mean, you can go to MalloryIrvin.com under the podcast section and there will be show notes to every episode. So we'll have some little things that Maddie and I talked about today and we'll have Maddie's Instagram and I'm going to link her shop and all things Maddie Nelson. So Mallory, bye. Thank y'all for listening. Thanks for joining us on Living Fully with Mallory Irvin. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single minute of encouragement and inspiration to live your best life. Want more? Join us on MalloryIrvin.com so we can connect with you on Instagram and YouTube. Start living your life now. You've only got one. We'll see you next time.